0: He cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with bandages, his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. For the next few days, large crowds were in Bethany, the city of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. People stood around talking and debating what had happened. Many believed in Jesus because of what had happened. And others had come to spread hate and disdain for Jesus, the so called Son of God. Eventually, the crowds went home. But Lazarus was left with the task of figuring out what had happened to him. In the days following his resurrection, he had had hundreds of people ask him, beg him, to tell them what it was like being dead. What did you see? Where did you go? They would ask him over and over and over again. Lazarus had indeed gone somewhere when he died, had indeed seen something, but it was so wonderful, so terrible, he could not begin to describe it. Lazarus had gone to Sheol, the place of the dead. He had seen Jesus there. He came to understand where we go and what happens when we die in ways that can never be described in ways you can only know in your heart. And he had great trouble putting that into words. He saw and felt firsthand the anguish of those who hated God, of those who sought their own destruction. He saw and he felt the joy and the peace and the love and the happiness of those who loved God. He saw the reality of God and His kingdom and the riches and the depths of all that the kingdom is. And so Lazarus, walking the earth, would never be able to smile again. The pain and sorrow in his heart, the sadness he felt after having seen such a great and wonderful thing, after seeing and feeling God's kingdom, and knowing that so many worked against it, that so many sought to destroy love and beauty. He came to know firsthand the beauty and awe of God and the world's rejection of it. And he wept. The event of dying and being brought back to life was so overwhelming for Lazarus that he had to go into the wilderness by himself to sort things out. Now, Not too much later, after Lazarus' resurrection, Jesus returned to Bethany and they held a dinner in his honor. Mary and Martha were there. And Lazarus came in from the wilderness and dined, set at table with Jesus. Great crowds again gathered when they learned that Jesus was back in Bethany and that Lazarus had come in from the wilderness. These crowds came to see Jesus and to see if Lazarus really was alive and to find out what had taken place. <coughs> While they were at dinner, Mary, Lazarus's brother, was so moved By the love Jesus had shown her and so thankful and humble for what had been done to Lazarus that she took the most costly ointment she could find, ointment she had saved a lifetime to purchase, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it. She wept with joy and love as she did this. She washed Jesus' feet off with her tears. She dried Jesus' feet with her hair. And this made many a dinner uncomfortable. Uncomfortable to see such honest love, to see someone so vulnerable. Lazarus was moved to tears as well. He was beginning to truly understand what had taken place. He was beginning to understand just how much Jesus did, in fact, love him. He was beginning to understand all that had happened to him and all that God is. The crowds outside pressed in, they were searching for a sign. They were searching for something. And some in the crowd grew angry at Jesus and grew angry at Lazarus. They were assured this was a scam. They were assured this was blasphemy. They wanted them both murdered. Jesus slept in Bethany that night. And the next day, he and his disciples went into Jerusalem. Lazarus and Mary and Martha went too. They went before him. They'd gone into the city for the Passover and to support Jesus, to listen to his words. As they went before him, they found a crowd gathered in gathering to welcome Jesus into Jerusalem, to hail him as king and savior of the world. Lazarus and Mary and Martha joined in with the crowds. They went and cut palm branches and they helped the others place them on the road as Jesus entered. Lazarus took off his own cloak. And placed it on the road as well. A great crowd was formed. And the road looked splendid. It was indeed fit for the king of kings. And even though this great crowd had formed with joyous celebration. Even though tremendous efforts had been made to honor the king. Even in the midst of all of this. Lazarus was worried. He knew what was going on in Jerusalem. He knew That there were many more who hated Jesus. Lazarus knew it would not end well. Jesus soon appeared over the top of the hill, riding on a young donkey. Jesus intentionally did so as a symbol of peace. Warrior kings rode into town on horses, on beasts of war. As Jesus neared, the crowds began shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! The crowds gathered were shouting, Save us, son of David! Save us, Jesus! Save us, Jesus of the highest heaven! Lazarus knew in his heart that this would be the only time Jesus walked the earth, that he would be hailed as king. And Lazarus was right. As Jesus passed by, the crowd followed him into Jerusalem. Lazarus followed behind as well. He saw the turmoil that was caused, the unrest and the anxiety of the city. He saw that beauty and grace had come to town, that God himself walked among his creation. He saw how many despised that love and that beauty, how many despised God himself, and it broke his heart. Jesus went straight to the temple and Lazarus followed him. He saw Jesus turn the money changers' tables over. Lazarus saw the temple fall into utter chaos. As it fell into utter chaos, the crowds divided into camps, some seeking Jesus' life, others seeking life from Jesus. While chaos formed, Lazarus saw something extraordinary. Lazarus saw, for a brief bit, the glory of the kingdom of God. As the Pharisees and the temple priests and others were plotting to kill Jesus, Lazarus saw a choir of children gather and form and sing with the sweetest, the most innocent, the most heavenly voice, Hosanna to the Son of David. It was as if the angels of God themselves were trying to calm the unrest, calm the turmoil. It was as if the little children had knowledge that others did not and were trying to soothe the anger, trying desperately through their sweet words to show the kindness and mercy and love of God. As the children sang, the blind and the lame who were at the temple day after day trying to scratch out a living begging, they began to come to Jesus, begging for the King of Glory to heal them, to make them whole, to save them. And so the angelic choirs of children sang, and Jesus, Son of God, healed everyone who came to Him. The lame walked, the blind were given their sight, and Lazarus, raised from the dead, took in every second, feeling the love of God and the light of God wash over. Standing there in that moment, Lazarus could not believe his eyes. Choirs of children praising Jesus, Jesus healing all who came to him, the lame and the blind. Sanity dictating that the vision cease, that people see clearly, that hardened hearts be stirred that the madness and turmoil cease at this sight. But it did not. Divisions grew greater. Those who hated Jesus came to hate Jesus even more. They became outraged and thirsty for his blood. Lazarus again wept as he saw on the fringes of the choirs of children and the people being healed, those spitting on the ground and cursing the name of Jesus. Lazarus stayed in the temple as Jesus taught. Lazarus watched as the crowds hung on his every word. Lazarus could not understand how the words of Jesus gave life to some and filled others with hate. Later on that evening, when things got too chaotic, Jesus withdrew from the temple and went back to Bethany. Lazarus and Mary and Martha attended to him that night, though nothing was said. Jesus spent all of the night in prayer and in fasting. This whole ordeal was surreal, unbelievable to Lazarus. He, having seen life after death, after being filled with the Spirit of God, could not fathom the idea that anyone would seek to destroy God, to destroy goodness, to destroy love and mercy, would seek to destroy the very thing that saves. But yet, there Jesus was praying and fasting, troubled in spirit. And there they were in the city, plotting to take his life. Lazarus went back with Jesus into the city the next day. He stayed with Jesus as he made his way back to the temple. He braved the turmoil. Again, he saw the arguments between priest and Pharisee and Jesus, and he became sick with sorrow. Lazarus heard Jesus teach about the kingdom of heaven and the last judgment. Jesus warned all who would listen that their hearts must be filled with love, that they must forgive, that they must care for others, or they would not be saved. Later on, Lazarus was there for the trial of Jesus. He stood dumbfounded in disbelief as Jesus was spat on and beaten. Lazarus fell to his knees at the sight of men beating the God who had given them everything. The God who could save them from death could not believe these men refused to stop their hellish mission to kill love, to kill God. After the arrest of Jesus, Lazarus, heartbroken and sick, roamed the streets of Jerusalem. Some were weeping with him at all that had happened, others he saw were drunk with hate and rejoicing that the threat Jesus posed was gone. And what really troubled Lazarus, what really he could not get over, what he truly could not understand, was the people he saw that could care less what was going on, who were blind, who were living in their own little worlds, who were concerned only with themselves. They could care less that God was with them, that Jesus, the Son of God, was going to his death. They went on about their own business as if nothing had happened. On the day of Jesus' crucifixion, Lazarus followed the crowd up the hill. He saw Simon of Cyrene carry the cross when the one he loved could no longer continue on. Lazarus saw the hatred of the soldiers and the mockery they were making of Jesus. And Lazarus could go no farther. Sick to his stomach, knees too weak to walk, his heart broken, shattered. At the thought of the murder of life and peace and joy. He thought back to his own death. He thought back to his own time in the place of the dead and how Jesus had saved him. How Jesus had shown him paradise and how he would spend eternity. Lazarus thought of how Jesus so badly wanted everyone to share in that life. How badly Jesus wanted the whole world to live in the presence of God and the love of God. How badly Jesus wanted everyone to know peace and love for endless days. Lazarus crumpled in a heap on the hillside. Crumpled in that heap, he could hear the jeers and mockery of the crowd that had come to see Jesus' murder, to cheer it on. In a crumpled heap, Lazarus prayed for Jesus. Prayed for it all to end. Prayed for an (laughs) end to hatred and blindness. For many hours, most of the day, Lazarus lay crumpled on that hillside, too hurt to move, too heartbroken to do anything but pray, Lord, have mercy, too heartbroken to do anything but weep at the state of the world. Around three o'clock, Lazarus heard a voice cry out. Lazarus felt the earth shake violently for some time, and then it was over. The people came down the hill rejoicing. Lazarus stumbled home, weak and sick and heartbroken. Lazarus would see Jesus risen from the dead. Jesus would comfort and console him. Jesus would mend his broken heart. Jesus did give him the grace to make sense of it all. To see love in all and through all. And to feel pity on those who were filled with hate. Lazarus continued on for many years. He was made bishop and gave his life to showing people the love of God, to turning them away from destruction to life. But Lazarus, for the rest of his time on earth, was haunted by the evil and the hatred that the hearts of men could muster. Haunted by the truth that many, when shown love, when shown life, chose to hate it chose to hate all that is good and all that is holy beloved in the lord jesus christ this day palm sunday begins the holiest of weeks for the christian church we're given the opportunity to walk with jesus through his last days on earth this morning outside we joined in with the crowd shouting hosanna to the son of david save us We showed our love and our support and our affection for our Lord by being with Him and hailing Him as King and Savior. This Thursday night, we'll be given the grace and opportunity to be with Jesus at His Last Supper. We will be given the opportunity to show our love for our Lord and one another as we wash each other's feet. The act of love Jesus showed His disciples and commanded us to continue. We will give thanks for the mercy and grace of the Holy Eucharist that feeds our souls and gives us life. On Good Friday, we will come to this place and show our love for our Lord as he is crucified. We will stand by with Mary and John. We will witness how something so horrible was redeemed and made holy. Good. How the instrument of shame and death was made the instrument of life and love. We'll be given the opportunity to venerate that instrument of love and goodness, to kiss and adore the means of our salvation. And on the great and holy vigil of Easter, Saturday night, we will gather in darkness and celebrate as the holy fire burns bright, ridding the world and the church of evil and death, and the light of Christ bringing salvation and peace into our lives. We will baptize Lauren Sullivan, one of our own on that night, And she, like Lazarus, will be given new life and take her place in the kingdom of God. My brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, we, like Lazarus, are given a great gift this Holy Week. While it is all too easy to see the bad things of the world, the heartache, the hatred, the pain, and the sorrow, we are also given hope. We are given the gift of Easter. We are given God's kingdom. We, like Lazarus, are given the grace and gift of the presence of Jesus Christ to have the courage to share the love and hope of Jesus with a darkened and broke world. Beloved, do not miss the opportunity Holy Week affords. Come and walk with Jesus. Come learn to see love in all and through all and to have pity on those who are blind. To those who are filled with hate. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.